This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck, The Blaze Radio Network. The I Am George Washington book, there's no, uh, George Washington didn't endorse it. Must have I, liked you know, it, I'm, huh? I'm pretty disappointed in that one, too. Uh, yeah. it, I, was, I was really hoping. We, we don't think we didn't ask. Yeah, I know. I know. You, <laughs> I mean, you probably hung out at his house. and. Listen, if you're going to go, you're going to want to go to Mount Vernon, you might as well ask for a favor. That's right. That's right. How you doing, Brad? Uh, I'm good, my friend. How you doing? I'm very good. Um, I want to talk to you about your books, but I, I also, have you announced that, you know, what, what's happened with the 9-11 flag? Let's announce it. I mean, this is it, right? This is the moment that we've, I've been keeping this secret for the better part of two years. Oh my gosh. Uh, waiting to tell people, but we didn't want to tell people until we could authenticate it. And uh, so, okay, yeah, so, let's do it. So, t- so tell us the story, because this is why you got into, you started doing your TV show because of this, Right. This is, listen, you and I share one thing always. Our friendship is, you know, our love of history, and especially the artifacts of history. Mm-hmm. And I was just obsessed when I'd heard, and we've talked about it privately, of all these artifacts that have gone missing. Even George Washington's teeth have gone missing. They've been stolen from the Smithsonian. So we did a TV show called Brad Meltzer's Lost History. And I went on TV, and we, we would tell the stories. And then at the end, I would say, please, if you've seen anything, we'll give you a $10,000 reward bring us that historical item back that we talk about. And the very first episode, we told this amazing story from 9-11. And everyone remembers that on 9-11, at Ground Zero, the firefighters raised that famous flag. And at this moment of heartbreak for our country, here was a moment of hope. And we took so much hope from that moment. It really was one of those few moments where you just go, man, everything feels right. And what no one knew is that soon after, that flag disappeared. And which is an incredible story. And we said, what do you mean the, the flag from 9-11 that the firefighters raised is missing? So we went on television, the very first episode of Lost History. I told the story. I said, please, if you have it, $10,000 reward, return it. Here's okay, now, hang on just note. a second. Hang, hang on just a second. This, th- there was like a replacement flag that people thought was that flag for a while, wasn't there? Yeah, let's talk about that. What happens is, is the flag goes up at, with the firefighters at 11 o'clock that night we have footage that shows it came down no one knows where it went it, it was taken down so we everyone assumed it just you know was taken down by the city a few days later the city of new york says hey that flag becomes famous goes you know in every picture around the country they said we want to raise it at yankee stadium they let rudy giuliani sign it they let all these politicians sign the flag which i can't even believe you sign a flag um but they let everyone sign it and then they, that flag then goes, and people are so inspired, 20,000 people at the stadium, that it goes on a battle carrier, and all these troops, our dear troops, get to salute it. It inspires people. It's a great, amazing thing. The flag actually was taken from a yacht down by Ground Zero, and the owners of that yacht were a Greek couple. And this Greek couple, God bless them, they didn't want the flag back, even though it was theirs. They said, this is not ours anymore. It's, a, it's part of history now. We just want it in a museum. They said, can we use it, though, because we're doing a charity event. We'd love to talk about it and show people this moment of, of hope. And so they take the flag. They say, of course, the city of New York gives it back to them. They unfurl the flag. And sure enough, it has the signatures of Rudy Giuliani and the others on it. But they realize this flag, 
their flag was a three by five smaller flag. This is an enormous flag, which means that flag that flew in Yankee Stadium, that flag that went over and the, the troops saluted, was always the wrong flag. And no one knew where the real flag went, the real size flag went. So then what happened? Can you say? Yeah, so let's talk about it. So what, here's what, uh, what uh, else no one knew. So I tell the story on national television, on the History Channel, and on H2. And four days after that show airs, a guy, a former Marine, walks into a fire station in Everett, Washington, in Washington State, of all places, across the country, and says, identifies himself as a former Marine, says, I don't want your reward. I just want to do the right thing. This is the 9-11 flag, and I want to return it. And we get a phone call. And I'm like, you're telling me we aired this show, and four days later we got it back? I didn't believe it, Glenn, for one second. I thought, you know, there's, there's, you know I, I don't want to get my hopes up, and it can't be that easy. And so we start testing it. The, the, the real people who start the first investigation is the amazing police officers in Everett, Washington. The police force gets it. They put it under lock and key in a safe with a guard on it. And they start their investigation, and they bring us in because we're going to do our own investigation at the same time. We bring in the former head of the FBI's art crimes unit. We bring in uh, these amazing uh, dust particle people who are experts on 9-11 dust. And we test the flag. And what I can announce here, and what we should talk about here, is we officially have found the missing flag from 9-11. It has passed all the tests. It has officially been verified we, in fact, are unveiling it, and it is now today going into the 9-11 Museum and will be unveiled there on display so that you can take your kids and you can take yourself and you can go there to this amazing museum and be inspired. And that was always the real goal, is to finally return it to where it belongs. That is fantastic. It's really cool. Just fantastic. How do, what, was the, what was the evidence that pushed it over the top? Yeah, no, that's, um, you ask the, you, listen, we can trade bodies. I mean, this is exactly what my question was. I said, how, how, how do we know? And so I spoke, you know, there's three ways you verify something like this. You need forensic evidence, of course. You need either photographic evidence, and you want eyewitness evidence, someone who knows that flag and can say, yep, that's the one. It's like a three-legged stool. You, ideally, you get all three of those. Otherwise, you're kind of making a guess. So let's start with the forensic evidence. We tested it for the dust that was on it because we've got to know, what, you know what is, what's in there. And the forensic evidence, they explained to me, and we had the expert who does those cases for all the firefighters and the ground zero people who got cancer. They are experts in this dust. And he said the dust at ground zero is like a fingerprint. And he said it's made up of not just a building, but it's made up of jet fuel and made up, Glenn, of mm. human remains. Right. Oh, and he said the oh, only man. way to recreate that dust is you've got to yes. recreate 9-11. So he said he's, he's, he would stake his house there's no question this is from Ground Zero, which tells us, okay, that's a flag that was at Ground Zero, but is it the flag from Ground Zero? So then we go to the uh, eyewitness testimony, and this is truthfully, Glenn, where we get lucky. And you're going to see, I, I should tell you, I'm going to simplify it here, but to see the full investigation we're doing on Sunday on the History Channel at 10.30 p.m., we're doing a full-hour special on the investigation and what happened. And it's an amazing story. It's called The 9-11 Flag Rise from the Ashes. And, um, but you'll see part of it is this is where we get lucky because the halyard is what helps us. And the halyard is that thing you attach to a flag to raise it up, mm -hmm. the kind of mm -hmm. tools and the clips and the, mm -hmm. and the eye, eye pieces. And that's where, um, you know, it was like we were, it was just an amazing moment because most halyards are either they're gold or they're copper or they're silver or they're some color. And this halyard was very particular. It was handmade. 
It was made with two oh, separate wow. pieces, and no one knew that. And you can oh, only wow. see it in our high-definition pictures. So when we see that, now we're like, okay, clearly no one knows this detail. And, um, and we had, obviously, an eyewitness who was the second mate on the boat come and look at it, too. And you'll see her on the special as well, and her testimony is incredible to see. But I'm just, you know, floored by the fact that we can kind of return this gift to the American people and to these amazing heroes uh, how, who are out there. How satisfying is that, Brad? I mean, I know you saved the Superman house, um, and you have found other pieces of history, but this is a pretty big one. Yeah, how now, you know what? satisfying are you? I mean, it's kind of like, all right, I, I've, I've done something really amazing. You know, the funny thing is, is I appreciate you saying that, but to me, it, it is never me. You know, how many people, how many police officers, investigators, FBI guys, I mean, just people who, the, even the producers of the show, the show went off the air. Unless people demand it back, like, it's not coming back. We were all doing it because it was a mission for us. And to me, I still am in shock. I still, you know, for two years now, I've been sitting here going, it can't be it, it can't be it, it can't be it. And, I say, and then, you know, the guy from the FBI who works with us said to me, Brad, this flag has more authentication on it right now than most Rembrandts in museums. Wow. And I was like, are you kidding? I mean, and so it's, I'm still, the shock is really setting in because we've only been able to verify it and announce it. We only knew ourselves and got it to the 9-11 Museum in the last two weeks. So this is still kind of this amazing, fresh thing. And I can tell you, Glenn, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but, you know, I, I lost a, a dear friend in 9-11, a woman named Michelle Heidenberger. And Michelle Heidenberger was a flight attendant on the Pentagon flight. And she was my neighbor in Washington, D.C., when we lived. And the whole time we were doing this, I kept saying, this is for Michelle. It was for so many other people. But in my brain, you kind of got to, like, when, you, when, you know, when you're running a marathon, you focus on one thing. And I just was like, this is for her. And when I finally figured out that we had it, I called up her husband. And I said, Tom, who's a pilot, and I said, I, I just want to tell you, we've been looking for this flag, and, and it's for Michelle, and I just need to share this with you. And he said, you know, Brad, if you, said, if you told Michelle that it was for her, you know what she'd say to you? She'd say, good job, Brad, but you didn't do this for me. She'd tell you that you did this for the hundred women who were pregnant when 9-11 happened, for those children who don't have a parent in their household, and for all those survivors who were there, that's who you did it for. And it was one of those moments, Glenn, where it was like, you know, the universe was, had just stopped spinning, and I was sitting there, and it was just, that was the moment for me that was the, the reward of all rewards. Brad, let me change subjects here, because you, you've written a couple of books, and, and they're kids' books, and they're Ordinary People Change the World, a series of uh, books that are great for your kids. Um, this one is I Am George Washington, uh, and, and I read through it, and uh, it's a powerful book, and the, the lesson in it to, in, on, on how to be like George Washington and I thought to myself, nobody's teaching this stuff. Nobody, nobody is teaching how to be George Washington or why to be George Washington, what that means to your life. Do you see uh, George Washington anywhere in politics today? Do you see? Listen, you, that, this is why I wrote I Am George Washington, is I was so sick to my stomach of my kids turning on the TV and seeing politicians, but never seeing leaders. We all know there's, de there's a difference between a politician and a leader, and I want my sons to know what a leader is. I want my daughter to know what a leader is. That what we have today running for office, is they are not leaders. I mean, they are politicians, and it's disgusting to me. And I said that we need to return to the greatness of us. And the, the lesson, you know, each of these books, yes, is a history lesson, 
but you just hit it right on the head. I mean, literally, right on the head, you said it's a lesson on how to be George Washington. That's what's right on the back of the book. And the book is all, as you saw when you read it, is centered around the idea of what a leader is. And a leader isn't someone who's in charge. A leader is someone who takes care of those in your charge. That's what being a leader is, and that's what George Washington was. So you see the presidential candidates that are before us. We just had somebody say, because I I said, you know, I think my priority is constitutional. What I'm looking for a president right now, but it's it's the part that you most people wouldn't recognize as you know an important part of the Constitution, and that is to promote uh, domestic tranquility. We need somebody that can promote domestic tranquility. Right, we have um, the opposite of that in Donald. We I mean, do. Let's just, let's just put Donald Trump in your head one moment, and let me tell you the story that's in the book, um, and that is you know George Washington, and I and I you and I remember privately talking about the story once, but. His greatest moment to me, and we talk about when he's younger, we talk about how, you know, and especially for my kids, I want it to be very clear that he's not some giant, you know, he wasn't the best speller, he wasn't the best athlete, he was a fine athlete, but he liked swimming and he liked fishing, he liked things that normal kids like, he liked to dance of all things. I have a daughter who dances. I have sons who can't spell. Now they love George Washington because he's just like them. In their heads, he's not some untouchable person, but he's a human being. And when you think of Donald Trump for a moment, George Washington's greatest moment comes after we win the Revolutionary War. And in that moment, King George, you know, George Washington can be the King of America. He's so popular. And King George of England says, well, what is George Washington going to do now? And they tell him he's going to go back to his farm. And King George says, if he does that, he will be the greatest man in the world. And that's exactly what George Washington does, and he does it again after his second term. It is his most heroic act. Mm -hmm. And it is that moment where he puts... Not himself first. Again, think of Donald Trump and what he would do in that situation. You can have all the power you want, sir. What do you want to do? George Washington puts our country first, not himself, and he has faith in us as a people and faith in us as a country that we will find our fate for ourselves. And that, you know, imagine someone like Donald Trump trying to do that today. And to me, we need to teach our kids what a real hero is. And this whole line of books is about helping people, giving them the ability to build a library of real American heroes for their kids and their grandkids and their nieces and their nephews. Brad, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All the work you do, and I appreciate your friendship. Um, Ordinary People Change the World is the name of the series. I am George Washington, and I am Jane Goodall. Thank you so much, Brad Meltzer. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I am a big fan of disruptive ideas, and this year, Casper Mattresses is on the top of my list. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I love sleeping on my Casper mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at an unbelievably fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And better yet, it breathes so you don't wake up drenched in sweat. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your home. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Imagine that, a company so confident that their product is what you want that they'll offer a 100% refund. Made in America, with free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. Get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to casper.com slash Glenn, casper.com slash Glenn.